Hello and welcome back to everyone's favourite Formula 1 YouTube channel, Stop and Go F1. It's been a while since I've said it's everyone's favourite uh, Formula 1 YouTube channel, but, you know, I feel like doing a survey, it, it possibly is. Anyway, my name is Reese, and here we are to talk about the Sprint Shootout for Brazil. I've had my hair cut this morning just for the Sprint, because it's the last Sprint. I wanted to show some respect to the Sprint by looking fresher than I usually do. So, sprint shootout time. Let's firstly like and subscribe, of course. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Let's go into the sprint shootout, uh, the last one. What I want to say before we get into this sprint shootout is I remember at the start of the year we had the sprint shootouts. I think was Baku the first one, maybe. Maybe there was another one, I can't quite remember. But I remember saying how great I thought the sprint shootouts were. Because the original sprint shootouts at the start of the year was just constant action. There was just cars on the track at all times. And as the, they went along, the track evolution was so fast in going up that times just came tumbling down all the time. It was constant action, really, really good to watch. This sprint shootout was the complete opposite of that. We'll get more into it as we go along, because, like, especially in uh, SQ3, we just had everyone waiting because they can't waste their tyres. And I know we're going to this whole thing of, like, you know, we've got to be eco-friendly, we've got to uh, uh, bring less tyres to each event to try and save the world. But, you know, it's... The entertainment factor has gone down because the teams and the drivers are so scared that they're going to waste a set of tyres because they just don't have enough for the weekend. Let's get into this properly though because SQ1, the only big thing that happened was Esteban Ocon going into the wall. Now, when they first showed this, they showed that Ocon was in the wall and Alonso had a puncture. And I don't know if it was just me being stupid or not, but I did not associate those two things as being related. But they were. So Ocon comes down through turn one into turn two, then onto turn three, gets too much on the curb. I've dropped a pen on the floor. Luckily, I have a second pen. And then he gets on the curb into Q3, completely loses the back end. Then when he goes to correct it, uh, he just basically slides in across. And then as he corrects it, hits the front left tyre of Fernando Alonso, who is on an in-lap and off to the side of the track, letting him through. Now, Ocon blames Alonso for this. And the only reason I could think of this, as to why he has blamed Alonso, is that his pride is so much that he can't afford to say that it was his own mistake. Because there's no way in hell this is Alonso's fault. I saw a few people on Twitter afterwards, the kind of people who like to, who think it's interesting to have a different opinion to other people, even when the obvious opinion is obvious, who said, oh, well, Alonso could have been further over to the side. Yeah, he could have, but he didn't need to be. He left enough space for Ocon to go through. You know, instead of going, oh, well, Ocon could have, instead of, instead of saying Alonso could have gone further to the side, how about saying, oh, well, Ocon could have not completely messed up on the curb. You know, it's just ridiculous that Ocon thinks that's Alonso's fault. Even more ridiculous that people are actually listening to him. So, yeah, Alonso gets the puncture, 
because Ocon comes and sweeps through and destroys his uh, front left tyre. On the replay, you saw that Ocon's car really went underneath the tyre, fully lifted it up in the air, uh, probably had a lot of suspension damage to that, and then he has to drive an entire lap like that. And you see the sparks flying off the floor as well. So I imagine Alonso had suspension damage, floor damage, plank damage. Everything was damaged on that car. Uh, he was, you know... the. With that kind of impact, I wouldn't have been surprised if the tyre had come completely off. In a way, he was quite lucky with the amount of damage that he did get. So that was that was the big moment of SQ1. Uh, those who were out, though, uh, Sargent was P20, Albon P19. Really not a good session for them, and their race pace doesn't look that spectacular either. So I don't see him gaining many positions in the sprint. Joe, once again, not doing too well uh, at this track in 18th. The big shock of SQ1, which normally would not be a big shock, but Stroll is out in SQ1. As I said, nine times out of ten, it's not a shock for Stroll to be out in Q1. But yesterday he qualified third, and here he is in 17th. I haven't got a clue what's going on with that Aston. I have no idea what their true pace is. And we won't get to see what Alonso could have done either, because obviously he is out. Uh, Ocon, alongside being in the wall, is out of qualifying as well because he was only 16th. Going into SQ3, we have a big delay to fix the barrier that Ocon crashed into, and the winds are picking up quite considerably as well. Um, Alonso will not be partaking in this. They were really trying their best to fix his car. There was a mechanic at one point, upside down in the cockpit, which was quite a sight to see. They were working overtime to fix that, but it was not meant to be. Now, at the end of the session, we have Alonso, who was out in 15th with no time. Uh, Bottas was 14th, Gasly 13th. And the two Hasses, uh, Magnussen 11th, Hulkenberg 12th. But yeah, very close for them. So Magnussen 0.051 off of 10th, and Hulkenberg 0.071 off of 10th. So, you know... The Haas has always had good qualifying pace, and it continues to have good qualifying pace here. Just so close to being into the top 10, uh, and we'll see what they can do in the race. Because if you look at the Mexico race, what I'd say about these new Haas upgrades is I think it hasn't completely solved the tyre degradation issue, but it has helped it. Because if you look at the race uh, last weekend for Hulkenberg... He was actually in the top 10 for a lot of that race and very competitive. It was just right at the end his tyres fell away. So with a good strategy for Haas, we'll see what they can do. Then into SQ3. As I said at the start of the video, everyone just goes for one lap here. So we have a good about eight, seven, eight minutes of just watching cars in the pit lane, uh, in the garage, and cutting to some fans who have some signs, which is always fantastic entertainment. Uh, as they come out of the pit lane, Max Verstappen decides now he's in a rush. He's been sat in the garage doing nothing for the majority of the uh, session, but now he's in a rush. And he does a lot of overtakes throughout the pit lane. I was thinking, will he get in trouble with that or not? And I think you can overtake in the pit lane as long as you do not break the pit speed limit. So I f he should be fine. Uh, with that there then we have everyone's one and only lap and this is our top 10 as it stands for the sprint race so Piastri was 10th not a great lap time for him Sainz in 9th he'll be looking to do better than that as well Ricardo did very well in 8th Leclerc only good enough for 7th so that qualifying pace we saw from Ferrari yesterday has not followed through into today Yuki Tsunoda is 6th fantastic from him 
Hamilton was fifth and Russell in fourth. Uh, so the the uh, Mercedes very close once again, just like yesterday. Perez in third. Max Verstappen is in P2 and just 0.061 ahead for sprint pole is Lando Norris, which is, uh, you know, I was going to say a surprise, but is it really? Because yesterday in practice and in qualifying itself, we saw that the McLarens do have that qualifying pace. Unfortunately, it fell apart for a little bit in qualifying free yesterday. It hasn't fallen apart as much here. We'll have to wait and see what their actual race pace is like. Uh, I'd hope to see Piastri Vig climb a few positions. As for the race itself, with Max Verstappen alongside, I don't see Lando Norris winning this race, but a good P2 will be there for him. I think keep an eye on the Mercedes. I think they've got good race pace. Uh, same with the Ferraris as well. So everything's still to play for in this sprint race. And of course, we'll be back later on today to cover all of it. So make sure you are subscribed because we'll be back in just a few hours to discuss the Brazil sprint race. Until then, though, have a good one. Goodbye.